It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Nuggets face what may be the most important game six, at least of the Jokic era. We'll do predictions. We'll talk about the game. We'll talk about adjustments. We'll see what happens. This is Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys joining us on whatever platform that you've chosen, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're doing so, please give us a five-star review over on Apple. Or if you're checking us out on YouTube, where you can join the show and join folks like Evan and Patrick and Sean and Harry and uh, Malutin who wanted everyone to leave a like. Thanks so much for doing that. Well, I appreciate that. Cole's hanging out with us. Uh, Tommy's hanging out with us. Lots of folks hanging out with us on a Thursday morning before the Nuggets face game six in Phoenix with a chance to advance to their second conference finals of the Jokic era on today's show. By the way, there's no way this is the most important game six. I would have to go game six versus Utah is probably more important. Because if they lost that one, they lost the series. This one, you have a little failsafe. Then I would go game six of the Clippers series, same thing. So this is the third most important game six, maybe fourth, but I'll say third. I have two counters for you. Okay. One, that team didn't have title aspirations. That's fair. And two, I don't know if you know this. I don't know know if this has been mentioned. But that that those two series were played inside of Orlando, Florida's bubble. Oh, don't give me that. Hey, you know what? We still have a chance to have Lakers, Celtics, uh, Nuggets, Heat as yep. the final four. The They're back, baby. I'm kind of rooting for it. Let me ask you this one. If that happens, would does it in any way, in your opinion, validate the bubble? Like more validated. I don't think it needs validation, first of all, personally. But do you think any more, it gives any more validation? Yes. I do too. I kind of think it helps. The, I think it helps the heat most. Yeah. Um, 
Think Nuggets second the Lakers. Uh, yeah. And I think it validates the Nuggets. Yeah. Look, I think it helps. I do. I think it helps. So I think it helps the Heat the most, right? Yeah, like, probably. The Celtics had made conference finals before. Like people don't really realize this. If the Celtics come back and win the series versus versus the Sixers, which obviously they're up against it, but if they were to do so, like Tatum's going to be in like what his fourth conference finals. That's insane. Um, but if the Heat win on Friday night, that means that Jimmy Butler's Miami Heat will have gone to three conference finals in four seasons. With the only I'm, one, what? I'm rooting for it. With the only one that they miss being, uh, yeah, and then like with the Nuggets, obviously it's going to be like the Nuggets have made the conference finals in two of the last four se- seasons, and Jokic and Murray have made the conference finals in each of the last two seasons that they were able to. And the one time they didn't, it was a four point loss in Game Seven, so they were they were this close. I mean, trust me, I've thought about all those angles. I do think the Miami Heat piece of this is cool. I a Nuggets Heat Finals to me is like my favorite outcome. It's. I just want the NBA to feel pain for their dumb way of of, of covering the league. So, Fair. I, I while well, they're like, "Oh, we could get Lakers Celtics." Can you imagine how great that'd be? No, Nuggets Heat, Nuggets Heat. Yeah, Get there and watch it and root it on. Um, I think they're pretty well set. No matter who wins in the East, all those markets are are good for them. They win no matter who in the Eastern Conference. The Nuggets are definitely the one where they're like, eh. Um, and you can tell that from from ESPN's re- recent podcasts. Uh, I'm Matt Moore, by the way, senior NBA writer for the Action Network, Adam Mara's director of content, DMVR. Check out the pre and post game show, as well as Nuggets content on the daily, and check out the DMVR bar. I'm- I have to, you brought it up, but I'm going to complain. But ESPN's podcast did, I just was so excited because game five was one of the best. I was so excited to be like, what are they saying? And they start the segment, the three minute segment, off by saying, no, I didn't watch this game. <laughs> Guys, there's only four games. <laughs> the Lakers and the Warriors are playing. Like, they will not pay attention until they are forced to. It looks like Nicola had a good game. <laughs> I was like, it looks like. <laughs> it looks like. <laughs> it was, it was I couldn't believe it. I was so blown away. Really funny. And, like, look, the Lakers can win the conference. They can do that. It's the Lakers. Yeah. Like, I've, I, my favorite betting stat is if you just blindly bet the Lakers in preseason every single season since 2000, you'd be up money. Yeah. Like, they just win. That's the story of the NBA. The arc, I, I say, my other thing I say is the arc of NBA history bends towards the Lakers. Right, right. However, I'll just say this. That series with all of the, the drama and the hot, those teams are not good. Ugh, don't do this, Matt. <laughs> they could be, I'm probably taking the Lakers versus the Nuggets. All right, good. Matchup. All right, there we go. We're back. But like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, this is the one that you guys are excited about. Like, I'm watching this. I'm like, that really? This one, the chucking up threes and missing team. Now that they're no longer special shooty hoopers, versus, boy, here's Lonnie Walker to save the day. Come on, uh, Adam's got predictions. Adam before the show wrote down a list of less than ten, more than five predictions. And we're going to go through them, and that's going to be the show today. Is we're going to do predictions for Game Six. Now, I don't get to have predictions because my cowardly ass bailed on the Nuggets after I said the Nuggets in Six because I got Game Four wrong and it shook me to my core. So I don't get to have predictions, but I will give my take on his predictions. Adam, let's start. What's your first prediction for Game Six? Prediction number one: the Nuggets make no adjustments, including and especially personnel adjustments. 
I think the Nuggets have the strategy that they're going to close out the series with, and I think they have their eight players. If they were going to make a new player to the rotation, it would have been game five. They did not. I think they run it back in game six. Okay, uh, I'm breaking my commandment already. I'm definitely going to have a prediction here. I, well, I, you have to respond to my prediction. Yeah, so this I, is... think, I think Peyton Watson plays. What? <laughs> yeah. Man, this is yep. how you redeem yourself. When you back out of a prediction, like when you you changed, you flipped, and, and then you know obviously we went wrong in game five. This is how you get back in. You have to make an even more bold prediction. <laughs> you hit. It's like boom. Yeah, I think I think I think he well, here's the thing is I think I think he throws Peyton Watson in on the deep end and then he struggles. And yes. everyone's like, Why did you do that? Why didn't you just play him at home when you were up fifteen so he could get acclimated? Which by the way would be fair. If he throws him in yeah. on the road at a Absolutely, hundred percent. Is that going to stop me from being like, oh, everyone wanted Peyton Watson to play, huh? Oh. Oh. You guys – oh, now. Now you don't want Peyton Watson to play. Right as I took a drink of my coffee. Yes. yes. So. <laughs> All right, Peyton Watson. There you go. Five pepper take from Matt. Um, and then you think he plays bad, which is kind of like a bummer. Five pepper take. <laughs> I don't even know if it's like plays badly, just like – doesn't save the day. Doesn't save the day is a minus. Yeah. Thing. Next um, Nuggets trail by 10 early. So maybe this lines up with the Peyton Watson take. I think Nuggets fall behind by 10 early on. You got to withstand the punch. And I think the punch will be real in this game. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think it's true. It'll be, I, I think 10 is an interesting number just because I don't think they got out to a 10 point lead early in game three i'm not sure what the biggest lead has i was trying to think of that what the biggest lead has been for phoenix i don't think it's been that big it hasn't been that's what's kind of crazy about the series i was going through all the, the numbers yesterday and it's it really is like very stark how much it's like wow the suns needed a whole lot to go their way and then yet the the thing was not like there, there was not a uh it was it was not really all that that convincing um he says no way it's gonna be ten. I'll be honest. I struggled with what number to make this. I felt if I said eight, it didn't feel like a spicy enough prediction. So I made it ten. But I don't I'd be surprised if it was like out of control, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like thirty to twenty or something early on. Their largest lead was sixteen in game three. Oh wow. And ten in game four. So there you go. That was uh and it, yeah, and if I were to predict where the ten points is, I would actually guess more like 42 to 32 so i think it comes more in the start of the second quarter rather than like right off the bat but that's if i were to guess the rhythm of this game 42, actually i just agree with you i think they get off i think they get off to like a 15 5 start Whew. and it's like oh no and then all of a sudden it's like three minutes left in the quarter and it's like four point game okay so that's that's uh that's my my selection there uh let's do one more and then we'll go to break one more Murray has a great game. I think Murray has a great game in this one. He has been up and down. I think if I look at the arc of Murray, first game, torches Landry Shamit. Loves the one-on-one matchup. Chomping at the bit to be in the series. He's ready. Game two has a bad one. Game three and four, I think he's like, I got to bounce back because game one is how I need to play. And he becomes over-aggressive one-on-one. I think game five is where he settled into the right rhythm of playmaking and aggression and had the right balance. So I think he has found that. 
And then on top of that, look, Murray's a big game player. I think this is going to call for big plays. So to me, I predict Murray has a very good game. Probably his second best game of the series. On the other side, I'll give you my prediction for what Jamal Murray does in game six. And we'll keep going with Adam's predictions as well as I have one prediction that is out of left field that I have to give Adam here on the other side. We'll do that when we return. But first, I need to tell you about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Hey, guys. It's Walker Mail, host of the Locked on Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Back here on Locked On Nuggets, thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. I didn't see that one that you just put up on the screen. What was, was it? What did it say? The eclipse one, I believe, is the one that you were showing. Oh, they're going to call Murray the solar eclipse. Ah, nice. I uh, will say, yeah, no sun shining in Denver for the last three days. Cloudy, no is it a sign? Is it a sign? Is it a sign? No sun? Uh, yeah, we have a very rare stretch of cloudy days here, although I will take all the rain as possible to avoid the fires of the summer. Uh, I agree with you. I think Murray has a good game. I think that Jamal went through it in games three and four. I think that he went through a pattern of had an awesome game. One wasn't as good in game, like was terrible in game two, tried harder in game three and that didn't work. Tried even harder in game four and that didn't work. And then game five, he let the game come to him. And so I think that he's like remembering, like there are times when I got to let the game come to me. And I think he does that in this one. And I think that he has a good game. Uh, and then on top of that, he has to like the game. Part of the game coming to him is there'll be a moment when he needs to be hyper aggressive. And I just think, again, I have so much faith in Murray in big moments. And this is the biggest moment of the series to date. And I, I just I, I predict he'll be good. I want to show out Ozair Khalid, who says Denver Nuggets fan since 2007 from Pakistan. What's up, Ozair? Awesome. Um, I have I have I have a wild ass prediction for you. All right. I, I forecasted this um, a little bit when I, I, I mentioned it the other day. Uh, I think Jock Landale plays more minutes than DeAndre Ayton tonight. 
That's not wild. That's not wild. I mean, you got twofold. One, Aiton's hurt ribs. Two, yeah. he won't. He wants to leave the Suns. <laughs> this might be his last game. And then three, they already play almost the same minutes. I mean, they they play close to half and half. It's been less be- than you think. Um, I actually looked at Landau's minutes and was a little bit surprised. Did you know that he's only played more than twenty minutes four times this season? This whole season? Yes. This is why I see a lot of Suns fans saying play him more. And here's the thing. Jock Landale versus not Jokic has been really good because he's a good rebounder and Denver's small ball lineup is not good rebounding. Jock versus Jokic, guys, people, it's so funny, man. What does Jokic have to do before people are like, yeah, we can't throw our backup center out there and stop him? I don't, I don't understand what people expect of Jokic that they think Jock Landale is going to be able to play more than four minutes against him. So... I looked this up, um, and I'll, I'll pull it back up here real quick because I think it's the number is interesting. You are absolutely right that you can't stop Jokic with anyone. There's no one that he that, that can stop him. No one. Period. And dot. That this is not. There is no no player. The one that you're most worried about is Anthony Davis. Correct. We can agree on that. Yeah, I mean, well, him and Embiid are both tough challenges, but yeah. Yeah. Um, For different reasons. So this isn't about whether or not Doc Landale shuts down Koli Jokic, which is a ridiculous idea. Um, however, I did think that this was really interesting. Landale versus Jokic, when they've both been on the floor in this series, there's been 40 minutes played across the six games, which is not a, it's not a tiny sample. The Nuggets have lost those minutes by seven points. Now, that doesn't mean that Landell's getting the best of Nicola. No, but listen, like sure. I'm talking about the, about no, who I get it. I get it. I get it. Like it's, it's Jeff green minutes. That's like, that's what it is. It's Joker and Jeff versus Landale. Right. If this is the starters versus Jock Landale, I am with you. Also, if it's just Jock Landale for more than two minutes on Jokic, which is what these minutes are like a minute here, minute there, a little stretch here. It's 40 minutes across the six games. Okay. That's like, what, six and a half per game-ish? <laughs> Again, split across two halves? Yeah. But like, you know. That's why I say a matter. minute here, a minute there. That's literally two, three-minute stretches. And, and again, to your point, staggered lineups. I'm, if you tell me that this game comes down to Jokic versus Jock Landale, how can the Suns continue to win the minutes in, in a higher dosage? Like, come on. Um, but yeah, it's I game six, like, man. Like I, this I, is I, not I, the first game. Oh, who is this guy? What are they doing with it? No, this is game six. Everything's on the table already. I can't, I can't figure out why I'm, I, I did the Brian Windhorst with the fingers. I don't know why Landell didn't play more in five, in game five. And it kind of makes me wonder if that plus the, the, the rib contusion report, which came out of nowhere. I genuinely kind of wonder if they're like setting the table for Landale to just play heavy, heavy minutes in this game. And he might get torched because he may run out of gas. He just may not have the conditioning. But I just can't wonder if that's going to be a thing. To me, this is like Zeke Naji being a positive against Anthony Davis, you know, over this sample size where you'd be like, yeah, man, he's really made an impact in certain circumstances under, you know, in limited minutes mm-hmm. under yeah. certain circumstances. But is the answer now they're going to play him 30 minutes? Like, no way, man, you're going to get, come on. You know that that's like a little, not a, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but it's a thing that works when there's not a time to adjust or really exploit a thing like, Hey, just a little dose here, a little dose there. You try uh, to get him. Yoke, come on. Yoke's going to murder him in game six. If they play a lot of minutes together. What's your next prediction? Next prediction. 
It's a bold one. There will not be a tech in this game. Okay. How many games in this series have there been multiple technical fouls? I feel like it's been at least more than half, I would say. Yeah, there's been there's been one pretty routinely and consistently. We've seen we saw three in game five alone. So why don't you think there's gonna be one here? Um, because I was it was 50 50. I'll be honest. I just wanted to make a I had to pick one side. Um, there might be text, man. There this series I do think officially became a rivalry. If Denver were to close it out, you know, rivalries, they always say it's not a rivalry unless each side wins. If this gets, you know, yes, two years ago is a little bit of a different group. Now you got this one. I just think if you get to one side each, the Suns are going to be good next year, Matt. Wouldn't you agree? They'll probably be a playoff team. Nuggets will probably be a playoff team. There's a good chance that they meet up again at some point in the future. So for me, I look at it and I go, this would be a real rivalry and um, with the text and the Ishbia stuff and the fan base is not really caring for each other. I just, this is a contentious one, but this game, this game's too important to Phoenix to pick up cheap techs. And I just don't know if Denver picks any up. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that side. Nikola Jokic picks up a technical. It's my prediction. Jokic, huh? Yeah. Um, All right. He picks up techs more when he cares, which is why he used to pick up a lot. And he's, he's picked up progressively fewer. Jokic, I think has done such a good job over the years. And now, you know what, when he's gets his techs is when they're eliminated. He's been thrown out of like the elimination games a yep. few times. Yeah. But I think that Yoke, you see him even, man, when there's like a really bad missed foul call and he walks down, you could see his like instinct is to blow up. And then he's like, you like, this is my lot in life. I have to do, it. I just think, I think this is one of those, this is my lot in life games from Jokic more than the tech one, but 50, 50, I could be wrong. All right. Next prediction. One role player for the Nuggets shoots well from three. Okay. Part of it, Nuggets role players don't shoot as well in the row. I think whether it's Bruce, Porter, Gordon, KCP, one of those guys, I think, has a hot night. Yeah, I think one of the one of them. I think KCP can can definitely do it. He hasn't been hot all series. If he went three for five, it would be a big like it'd be something that hasn't yet happened. Yeah, I mean, he hit the two. He hit actually two, he hit one game. He had one game where yeah, he hit game yeah, two. He hit one game. You're right. Game two. He had two big threes in that one. Um. Yeah, I mean, KCP, I think, is one. I think it's a more interesting question of whether any of the – like, to me, the, the pivotal question is whether any of the bench players will have a good game. I mean, Bruce had one last game, so it's hard to predict almost two in a row. I just – you don't count on that, I don't think. I mean, I think, be- I think it's less about – because the bench players had good games back-to-back in games one and two. I think it's right, about – on the road, yeah. On the road. I think it's just like, can they? Can any of them have a good game on the road? Just one. Not it's not gonna be Jeff. We just what if it is Jeff? It might be Jeff. I didn't even include him, but maybe. Then y'all maybe better just Jeff. not tune in. Y'all better not catch this live show on Friday. Oh come on, he has one good game. Really. I told you. Like Ryan Blackburn's gonna get like a series of videos from me. Like I will. I, I hey, will. you know what? I'm gonna double down the prediction then. What Peyton Watson does play, and it's him who hits all the trees. And then you quit the show before Friday. Um. It's not going to be Jeff. Yeah. It might be Christian. I mean, he, the thing is, is if he hits a three, the Nuggets aren't going back to him. It's just like, oh, wow. The ball found him on accident and he hit it. So, whereas KCP is going to get multiple. Lo- I mean, Christian Brown's only taking like two shots a game. Yeah, but that's the thing is like, couldn't you see like random sequence, transition, whatever? Like he hits two. Back to back threes. He hits two big threes and has a dunk and like. Oh, I like this timeline. That would be yeah. a, that's an underrated fun way for this game to be won is with Christian Brown having a random 
couple shots in a row. Nuggets Nuggets Twitter has an absolute just like <laughs> we like our guys, man. What's wrong? Up and down. Um, I want to check against this. I want to ask you this because I actually do want to know this. Uh, it kind of says, Matt, please call Suns again tonight. You're always wrong. Is that accurate? No, no. Matt, Matt's right a lot, especially. I mean, you were you nailed the first round. Yeah, you actually nailed this round until you changed it the last minute. Game four, Look, man. Been so close to having it perfect. I know. Game four, well, that was the thing. Was game four? Is I was like, they're gonna win game four. And What's funny is, oh yeah. What's funny to me is, I mean, I also thought they were gonna win game four, and Devin Booker had the best game of his career. So, or one of the best games of his career, I should say. So, to me, I I actually walked away from game four more encouraged. You walked away more discouraged for Denver and. Um, but nonetheless, you said you don't get credit for it anymore, but you did say nuggets and six and, uh, next prediction. Um, KD has his best game of the series. Yeah, that tracks. I I can see it. I kind of feel like this might be nuggets. Booker wears down a little bit and he's been so hot that to say he wears down is, Look, man, I mean, it's just, it's just possible that Booker just has another – his first home bad game of the, of the playoffs. But to me, I think KD – I also think it's really hard for both of them to be great. It's obviously possible, but it's the CJ and Dame problem. They rarely were great in the same game. It was almost like one was a fail-safe for the other more than anything. And I think there's a little bit of that with KD and Booker. Obviously, they're both, you know, as good as Dame in terms of what they can do. CJ's a, a step down from both of them. But I just think there's a little bit of a, oh, Book doesn't have it going. KD has to step up a little bit more in his shots fall. Uh, looks like a break. On the other side, we'll get to the rest of Adam's predictions. I have a, um, a random question for him. And we'll wrap up as we head towards game six of Suns Nuggets. We'll do that on the other side. We return on Locked on Nuggets. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment here on Locked On Nuggets for a Thursday. Thanks for joining us, making us part of your day. I appreciate you guys being with us. Adam, let's finish up your predictions. Give me the rest of your predictions. Let's get good. Yeah, three more. Three more. Um, I think Booker wears down in the fourth. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a good game kind of – and like average for him in this series, meaning really good, not quite the heights of three and four, but still really, really strong. And then struggles in the fourth. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how this plays. Sorry, I blipped out. Who is that you're talking about? Devin Booker. Okay. The foot injury, I think, makes it to where I don't know what I don't know what I think about this. I just don't know where like he could be really hurt and not saying anything. Like he could be he could seriously be hurt and just be like, no, I'm fine. Right. Um, if he shoots badly. And then he has like, oh yeah, by the way, he's got he had to have foot surgery or something. Like it wouldn't shock me. Um, he could also be totally okay. And just, you know, he hit three, three, he hit two threes in the fourth quarter to kind of get back on track in that game uh five, which I always love. Like it's one of the things I like is when they're like, All right, this game's over, but I'm gonna keep playing because I want to make sure that I like get myself back on track. So I don't the last thing of me is not me missing everything i like those yeah. little things that, that teams do even though they should have pulled them earlier 
Um, also, also, Matt, real quick, he was great in the fourth of game three. Game four, he didn't take shots. I think he was 0 for 2 because Denver went to trapping. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were a little less aggressive, especially if they're trying to wear him down. I wouldn't be surprised if they start the quarter saying, let's see if he makes shots early without trapping. Just let's see. And if he does, we're going to trap. But again, if their wear down strategy and the foot thing, it's just possible But by the fourth, he's it, it's just really hard. And maybe he hits him, maybe he doesn't, but I'll go ahead and predict he doesn't this time. Are we in agreement that him trying to get to the rim is more exhausting than him taking pull-ups? Of course. It's always hard going to the rim. That's kind of why I wonder what happens if he tries to get really aggressive going to the rim. So that's like something to kind of consider here. What's your next prediction? Next one. I think the Jokic-Murray two-man game will decide the game. Ooh. All right. I think we haven't seen a steady dose of it. We've seen pockets of it. And we've seen like the last two minutes. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was a game where it's five minutes, tie game. Let's see if the Murray Jokic two-man game can be at its top level. Something we haven't seen yet. The, the best we have seen in the playoffs so far. I think if they spam it too much, they're in trouble. Just I do they... too, but I kind of think they won't until the clutch. I think the Suns are a little bit more comfortable guarding two-man game than they are guarding the whole Nuggets as a team. I think they are less comfortable guarding multiple weapons. I think the more, I think the more that you, like, a, this is my whole thing going after game four, is like if you make this about, the Nuggets five versus the the Suns five, the Nuggets win. If you make it about the Nuggets two versus the uh, Suns two, I think they struggle. You're right that the two man game is a little bit different. Um, also, there's a difference, Matt, because I think games three and four were too much two man game all game. Mm-hmm. I think game five was a much more distributed game. Yeah, and I think game six might be more of a distributed game until the clutch. clutch and that's what you have to do you have to make them think well we can't let porter keep hitting these threes we have to go out on it we have to go out here two-man game get it done i mean one thing i will tell you is that historically from a betting perspective game sixes tend to go under um everyone talks about game sevens going under but game sixes go under at a really high rate too it's about 60 percent since wow. 2003 um and so like that's where you want two-man game because if it's an ugly tight game go to what works like that's where yeah. this is like what I was saying for you, I was laughing with Ryan the other day. Cause I was like, for years, I was like, you know, you need something you can steadily go to in the playoffs. You can't be running just motion offense. And now here it is. They're in their best championship run. And I'm like, why are you doing pick like two man games? Go to your motion offense. Um, but like, I do think that this is where you might, I, I totally agree with you that this is where they might need it the most. Like this could be the game where if they're going to put it away, it's Jokic and Murray down the stretch, two man game. And the Suns are just like, yeah, we don't have, we can't match up with it. We just can't, we can't, we can't beat that combo. This might be the wildest take I've seen. Michael West, um, he says, correct the, two, correct the two man struggle. struggle. They got Murray figured out. He has three moves. You, Murray is not the quickest guy. He's not the most consistent guy. Um, there's, he has it flaws in his game. He the has bag. a deep bag, man. His footwork is unbelievable. To say he has three moves is like a wild take. That post up move alone that he had. Good Lord. That's almost like saying he only, Booker doesn't have a jumper. <laughs> it's almost that that bad. <laughs> I was told Steph Curry can't shoot. I was um, told he can't, man. Murray's what, footwork is why he's good. He's not quick. Yeah, you got His one more. You got one more prediction, and then I want to talk about something in the rotation. Oh, the last one is is the most simple. Nuggets win. I, I think Nuggets win Game Six. I look at this series. Denver's the Denver has dominated their wins. Game Two was a little close, but still a good one. Games three and four were tight, and they required heroic efforts. I think that Denver was also slow to adjust in game four, in part because they felt game three was an anomaly. You know, Booker goes off, but let's not overcorrect. Booker went off again. I think they made small adjustments. Um, I think Denver's the better team, and I just trust Murray Jokic 
They have such an opportunity in front of them. They've been good in these spots. I think that this series reminds me a lot of the uh, Portland series from two years ago where Denver was the better team. It was clear going into game six on the road that Denver was the better team. But what do you have to do? You have to withstand Dame's last last run, which was a huge run. He made a, he made a big run. But guess what? In the fourth quarter, Jokic was the best player in that series, despite Dame's 55 points, despite all of the big performances. Jokic was the guy that was the most dominant. And in the fourth quarter, it came down to who's the most dominant player. I believe that to be Nikola Jokic. I think he has been through five games to me. He has been the best player in the series, even though Booker went off in games three and four and has had been, been good all along. Jokic doesn't have a bad game. Jokic's bad game was 53 points and 11 assists. That was the game they lost where, you know, you could say he came up short or whatever. To me, I think that this is a close game in the fourth and Jokic and Murray together in the two-man game, but Jokic in particular brings him home. Uh, also, as anyone who's paid attention to the series, who's actually watched the series, like, and this is national people, nobody has been like, oh yeah, Devin Booker's been the best player in the series. They've been like, yeah, I know. Like, Jokic's been the best player. They're like, Booker's been amazing. He's been incredible. The shot making's out of this world. He's been sensational. Like Booker's made that leap. Booker's on that level. And now all that's true, but they're still like Joker's the best player in the series. I think even Suns fans to a certain degree probably feel that way. Not all of them, but to a degree. Um, teams on the road up 3-2 in game six after winning game five. 54 and 35, 61% since 2003. So That's uh. That's good to know, man. I mean, if you get to a game six, usually it means that the teams are close, you know, if you're going to a game six. And so the fact that the road team actually wins more than they lose is really interesting. This would be a really interesting game for Malone to throw a curveball at us. I don't think he will, specifically because we don't, like, our understanding of him is he doesn't throw them. But I think it's interesting that there's a lot of coaches that don't necessarily always that like are modeled a lot like Malone that still do this. It doesn't take a lot of inventiveness to be like, let's throw a curveball in here. Let's throw this guy out there and see what happens. Like five minutes, five minutes, you know, two minutes of Zeke Naji. See what happens. <laughs> that would be the craziest thing ever. To wait till game six and then throw out Zeke Naji. Yeah. Zeke Naji's played like 50 minutes since January. Because I also, well, part of me also just kind of feels like it's not, a, it's not a low pressure spot. But I do feel like it's a game where, like, you should not be, you should not come into this game tight. You should come in focused, but you shouldn't come in tight. If you have to go back for game seven, you don't lose at home. You don't lose at home, and home teams usually don't lose at home. So, like, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to see something different thrown out there. Um, I tell you one of my all-time least favorite takes, totally aside from anything, Robinson shouldn't be mentioned in the same breath as Akeem. This one's the one that kills me, man. There's a difference between saying Akeem is better than Robinson, Akeem beat Robinson, but the same breath, they're not that different, man. I hate when narratives for an entire career hinge on one game, which, by the way, was a series that went six. He dominated him in game one when the MVP ceremony was there. Robinson had like monster games in that series as well. It was a good series. They went back and forth and then won one. And the other, the other thing is, as much as that series I do think is a part of why we have Akeem ahead of Robinson, it's not like it went like this, man. Like they're both really, really good players. Robinson was like a one-of-a-kind player too. So I just hate the when the narrative switch goes so far based on one thing. 
Uh, Hakeem is my fourth favorite player of all time. And he's you're awesome. Absolutely, you're absolutely right that he's that like, no, Robinson was amazing. Robinson, and he was incredible for a long time and very consistently. Um, and was it's okay for one guy to be better? Yeah. I, like, I, I, sometimes, I sometimes wondered like how I would have felt about the MVP that season, like with how I cover it now. Right. Right. It's like, what, what would I say now? Like, what would I have thought? Would I have been like, no, no, like Robinson was the right choice or would I be, you know? Um, interesting to think about. Um, okay. We'll see what happens. What, what did you, was there something you were going to give? I thought you had like a take or something. No, I was just talking about, about them th- potentially throwing out random guys. Oh, um, okay. All right. It's going to do it. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll recap game six and we will either look ahead to game seven or we will talk about what happens other in the other event, which we won't mention to not jinx anything. So we'll do that tomorrow. We'll see you guys again tomorrow morning. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Hit the like button. Follow Adam on Twitter at Adam underscore Mara. Check out the great work of DMVR. We'll see you guys again next time. Thanks for joining us on Locked on Nuggets. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 